And I'm Katie. And you are listening to Rope Drop and Park Hop. Welcome back, friends. We're recording when it's dark outside for the first time in a long time, and it feels really weird. Yes, and let's just give you this update, and let's just say that this is going to be the update from here until March, unless you hear otherwise. <laughs> it's cold. It is cold. But it was actually semi-pleasant today. The sun was out, at least, mm-hmm. and it wasn't windy. Yeah, but it's still cold. <laughs> and there are no beaches nearby. And I need to fix that. I need to live somewhere near a beach. All right. Should we start with a review? Let's do it. All right. This one is from Trippin' Less, which is apparently Leslie from Northern California. So thank you, Leslie from Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, perfect mix of helpful and F. Fun? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Five stars. Hello, ladies. I wanted to say thank you and good job. I've held off taking our kids to Disneyland for the past couple of years, waiting for a kind of normal experience again. Remember, this is from back in January. We're way behind on these. It's going to take us forever to get caught up. Mm -hmm. We are now ready to go back and are planning a trip over Easter weekend. I hope it was lovely. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest, it stresses me out planning this, even though I'm a professional project manager, because so much has changed and I need a totally new game plan. A lot of the planning falls on me as I'm going with my two children, my husband, who isn't a big Disney guy, and my two parents who, let's just say, are not early adopters of new technology. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciated your Genie Plus episode so much, which we just did a new Genie Plus episode last week. Um, After checking out several Disney podcasts, this is the one that gave me the best information. I literally took notes. It was all very well thought out, answered all of my questions, and the show had a fun amount of banter and chatter sprinkled in for enjoyment. The perfect mix. Keep it up, ladies. Leslie from Northern California. Thank you, Leslie. Awesome. Thank you. And we hope you had a fantastic trip. Yes. And all the things. Thank you for that review. That was great. That was great. My parents don't listen to this podcast, so (laughs) I'm going to say I feel your pain on the technology thing. Why don't they? Uh, They're just not huge Disney people. How did you, where did you come from? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I forged my own way. I'm a cycle breaker. <laughs> Congrats on that. Oh, too funny. And this will be like the only one that my mom listens to probably. That's perfect though. I feel like this is the one she should listen to. All right. Some news today. Big news this week. Finally, we got some information about Tarzan's treehouse. We've been waiting for it forever. Um, indefinitely. We've been waiting for it indefinitely. Right. So we got some news today that it will be reopened sometime in 2023 as the Adventureland Treehouse inspired by Swiss Family Robinson. We called this. We did. it Somewhat. We yeah. said Swiss Family Robinson. And it's actually an, a new Swiss Family Robinson. So it's like a, it's a modern Swiss Family Robinson. It's in, and it's inspired by. Right. So it's not like a Swiss Family Robinson attraction, but it's inspired by. And looking at the pictures, uh, the uh, what's it called? Concept art. Mm-hmm. The concept art, there's like a music room and a lot of freaking stairs, which again, Disney's trying to trick you into working out while you're there. Right. But one of the things I love about it is they have made the area on the ground a lot larger so that people with disabilities or that don't like to climb the stairs can still enjoy the attraction. And there is a room called Dad's Art Studio, maybe. I think think that's right. And it has all of the drawings for what the upper rooms look like. So you don't feel like you're missing out on what's up there. Okay. That's Which I think cool. sounds really cool. Yeah. Lots of interactive stuff. There will be a water wheel. I saw the water wheel. That I'm assuming you can probably do something interactive that will make it run. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited for this. Me too. There's also some little Easter eggs in it uh, from the Jungle Cruise. So oh, it kind of incorporates the Jungle Cruise a little bit into it. And I remember mm, maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago, they announced that there would be a new Swiss Family Robinson series on Disney+. Yes. And there, it, it's been super quiet since then mm-hmm. about it. So I'm not sure if that's still planned, but I would assume it is mm-hmm. if they are theming this attraction that way. Yeah. So it remains to be seen. But it'll be fi- kind of fun to see if they incorporate that new show Into this. or vice versa, right? I'm just happy, like, to be honest, and Asher, my son, he and I have talked a lot about this, not with this particular situation, but with others. Disney seems to be so big on intellectual property. They take movies and they turn the rides into movies. And so where you have, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, which was an original attraction with an original idea that was made into a movie later. But everything now seems based on movies. Mm -hmm. We don't get new attractions Mm -hmm. that are just original. And so I love that they're throwing it back to something that was original to the park 
it was when did it open? When did the original Swiss Family Treehouse open? Oh gosh, like way early on in the sixties, I yeah. think. And so, and then they closed it in what did I tell you earlier? Nineteen ninety nine. Yes. And so it was there for so long. It's still at Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. in Orlando. It's still at Disney Paris. Also, okay. I'm trying to decide if it's. I was reading a little bit about it last night, but anyway, I'm super excited that they're throwing it back to something a little vintage. And yeah, I think not, it'll be great. I know a lot of people were disappointed. They wanted Encanto. Yeah, um, I'm not disappointed. Encanto is still new enough. I mean, that, not that that ever stops Disney, right? right? If they see something being successful, they latch right onto it. <laughs> but I am glad that they're doing something a little more vintagey. You know that we're big fans of vintage stuff, so and that will be opening sometime in 2023. Yes. Look forward winter, to winter it. 2023. Winter 2023. Could be January, could be December. You don't know. Never know. That's so safe. <laughs> it is. Winter 2023 is genius. Someone, yes. whoever whoever at Disney Imagineering came up with winter 20 whatever, uh-huh. raise. Right. <laughs> All right. Green check mark next to their name. That's right. And so that is obviously still closed under refurbishment. And there are a couple other refurbishments still going on that you should be aware of. Actually, by the time this podcast drops, Indy will be back open. Mm-hmm. It's and closing so, and then it's opening. Right. And then so will Monsters, Inc. That's also opening up this coming weekend. So good news. The only thing that you need to be worried about is Tarzan's, Tarzan's Treehouse. <laughs> unless there's some new refurbs that come up before them. But I doubt it. I because doubt it holiday, holiday, season, yeah, holiday yeah. season is in full swing. And we just learned that fireworks are going to be going nightly through the holiday season, it looks like. Yes. So that's good news. That is good news. As long as the weather cooperates. You know, that's your only, your caveat is the weather has to be nice. No wind high up. Right. And that, you know, can happen on a moment's notice. You could be lined up for fireworks and have it be canceled right at 930 when they're supposed to start. But there is a beautiful castle lighting ceremony that happens twice every night, regardless of weather. So there's still some really fun nighttime entertainment you can enjoy. Yes, and head back to It's a Small World, and you can watch them light up the facade of It's a Small World. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. There's a tree lighting ceremony at both parks. There's lots to do. Right. So even if fireworks are canceled, never fear. You'll still find something awesome. 100%. All right. Over at DCA, Black Panther has an increased presence I know nothing about Black Panther, so Katie, take it away. (laughs) You got it. I actually went and saw the movie Friday night. It was really good. It was very touching. Um, I started texting her a bunch of things, and finally she was like, I'm in a movie. (laughs) And she guessed which one. She's clairvoyant. (laughs) So without giving any spoilers away for how the movie goes, there is a Black Panther meeting, a new Black Panther meeting in DCA, Mm -hmm. in Avengers Campus, plus M'Baku. We've already sort of mentioned him before, but we have some new information on what he's doing there. He's kind of teaching, um, it's called the Way of the Jabari. It's a little chant exercise, um, sort of similar to how the Dora Milaje uh do their little show. And then over in the, over by the Hyperion Theater, Mm -hmm. there is a, what's it called? The Garden of Wakanda? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't it think that's like the right name, but anyway, something like that. And it's it like, looks a little, like a helmet. <laughs> yes, it's there's a little it's a little celebration area, and it's sort of a memorial to T'Challa. And it looks like your Magic Band will interact with it. So if you have got Magic Band Plus, go over there and check that out. Mm-hmm. And then there is a new food booth, which this is the first food booth that has been dedicated to a movie. Cool. So Flavors of Wakanda is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And then also at the shawarma carts, they have a Black Panther-inspired dish. And also they have like a hand A gauntlet, thing. right. So gauntlet, Shuri, yes. Shuri is the character that that gauntlet oh is based on. So there I you know, go. <laughs> and then there's, um, of course, merchandise, things like that. So yes, so go back of- in the big Avengers superstore back there in Hollywoodland. What is it? <clears throat> Area 51. Just kidding. Yeah, stage, that's stage what it feels like, right? I think is what it's called. I'm not sure if that's right. Okay. Yes, but anyway, and then that, so that's going from November 11th till January 8th. Yes. Pretty much Through basically the holiday. the holiday season, right? Yes. And then Festival of Holidays, speaking of the holidays, in full swing, of course, we recorded last Monday because we worked the election mm-hmm. last Tuesday, which was great. Busy. I, I we, <laughs> so the busy. busiest part of our election of our precinct was they had redistricted some of the the precinct that we were working in. And so we probably had 150 voters come in and we had to tell them that their precinct had been moved to a different church a couple of miles away. And 
Most people were okay with it. One little old lady was real <laughs> feisty with me about it. She was not happy. She got feisty with me. She got feisty with Katie. Yeah. She got feisty with a few voters who were in the lobby mm-hmm. waiting. So, anyway. That's Hope, just... Hopefully they still went and voted, but <laughs> she told, who knows? She told you she was not going. Yeah, she did. She was sassy. <laughs> anyway, Festival of Holidays. We recorded Monday, and of course the menus dropped Tuesday or Wednesday. It was Wednesday. Yes. I remember I think, thinking it would have dropped after Tuesday anyway, so. I think that... I think this is kind of, if I think back to the last time we had special menus for something, I feel like they released them two days before then also. So maybe that's kind of their new thing. It could be. And I think that's a Disneyland specific thing. Disney World always gets their menus like weeks, maybe even months in advance. It's so silly. And their stuff is a lot prettier. (laughs) Sometimes. Sometimes we get some stuff that's cooler than theirs. I don't know. I'm always jealous of theirs. But Festival of Holidays, full swing. You can get a sip and saver pass. I believe that they're 58 or $59 before Magic Key Discount. Um, and that will give you eight tabs for treats, non-alcoholic beverages at the Festival of Holiday Food Booths. I looked through the menu really quick, or menus really quick, and a mm-hmm. couple of things. First, I've heard pumpkin-layered cheesecake, which is at Grandma's Recipes. I've heard it's fantastic, and it's the highlight of the entire festival. So Yum. if you see it, get it. Um, the Mrs. Claus hot cocoa macaron didn't haven't they had that before? That sounds familiar. And that's I know at, they've had a hot chocolate one. I don't know if it was specifically named after Mrs. Mrs. Claus, Claus, but that's at the Favorite Things booth. The turkey poutine, which they've had before, mm. is at Merry Mashups. And then they have a new Southern style mac and cheese at the Holiday Duets booth, and it's got andouille sausage and spiced panko crunch. I love panko crunch on sushi. Uh, I would love it on mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. That sounds good to me. And then the other, and then of course you have seasonal eats throughout the whole resort, and and thing, lots and lots of fun drinks. Lots and lots, oh, so many fun drinks. Yeah. At Jolly Holiday, they have a Thanks Miss sandwich. Have you seen that? I have. That looks it looked good. stuffing heavy. Very stuffing heavy. <laughs> Dip it in gravy, cranberry, turkey. Mm-hmm. It looks delightful. I've really quickly. I want to say my favorite that's coming back is that braised pork belly adobo with garlic fried rice. Is it delicious? Like hands down, one of my favorites. Really? So I'm so glad they're bringing that back. That is at the same place with the southern mac and cheese. Nice. So maybe go get both of. Them. Is that right? Mm, looks like that one's at Holiday Duets with shrimp and grits. Oh, never so mind. maybe not. I saw a different menu. I saw it. I thought I saw on the menu. Mary menu. Mashups was the carnitas mac and cheese, right? No, southern mac and cheese. Oh, okay. But it was at Holiday Duets. So is it not there? This may not be a comprehensive. <laughs> this is not an official D- I'm, Disney I'm, website I'm looking I'm at. I'm 100% so. sure. I was looking at the menu. I believe and I you. I have it written at Holiday. So. Perfect. Get both of those. Get the Southern <laughs> Mac and Cheese. We're a hot mess. Ooh, you know what else is really yummy? Sorry, oh. I'm just looking through these again. <laughs> the Reuben Potato Bites. So good. That's at a twist on tradition. Do you want to hear a story? Mm-hmm. Real, real quick. Story time. Have a seat. Um... <laughs> When I was like seven or eight years old, my mom was out of town. I don't know if it was a business trip or if it was just a getaway from errand trip, but um, my uncle was babysitting me. And my uncle is only 16 years older than I am, and so he always was just like my goofy, older, not my, I don't know, just goofy. And I never saw him as an authority figure. Got it. Anyway, he was staying with me while my mom was out of town, and he made Reuben sandwiches for dinner one night. And I don't like sauerkraut. And the smell of it made me nauseous. And I told him I couldn't eat it. And he didn't have kids. And I said, I, I cannot eat that. And he said, you're going to eat it. You're going to eat what I make for you. And I was like, I can't. And I begged him to not make me eat it. And he made me eat it. And I threw it up. Oh. And so guess what? I will never eat again. That? Anything with Reuben. Got it. So that sounds terrible well, to me. I love a good Reuben. And that was one of my favorite things last year. So That's because you've never thrown one up. If you like Reubens, go try them. <laughs> If you're Aaron, don't. Yes, avoid it like the plague. <laughs> and then last little bit of news. Is this really news? Mr. Chapek announced this week that there are some hiring freezes and some job cuts due to some losses financially within the company. Stocks are kind of near an all-time low. And here's the thing is it's a, like a chicken or the egg thing because the reason that stocks are so low right now is because he made that announcement. I right. know that they were falling a little bit before then, but... They are at an all-time, not an all-time low, but they are as low as they are right now because of him. <laughs> they're, from what I understand, they're close to 2020 prices, early 2020 prices. Um, I think they've come up a little bit in the last couple of days. But uh, I think, uh, from what I understand, Disney Plus is not profitable yet, and I think mm. that's part of it. They say next year it should be profitable, hopefully. Got it. Um, 
Anyway, just job cuts and hiring freezes, and I think it's all crud. I just wish that I could be a fly on the wall and understand how things work. Me too. To, like, understand why that that, that is the idea when things are so... Crowded. Like they're, and their IT is not very good right now, and it's really hard to get anybody on the phone. The wait mm-hmm. times are horrendous, mm-hmm. and I just don't understand how job cuts and layoffs help well, that situation at all. And when you go to the parks, I mean, if you talk to anybody who's been to the parks recently, they're crowded. They've increased all the prices on everything. The lightning lanes are crowded, so you know people are buying Genie Plus. Mm-hmm. The the um, cast members are at a minimum. You know that's why they're keeping reservations in place, so that they can have a skeleton crew. I just, I don't understand it. And so right. I agree. I'd love to understand it a little bit better. And I'm sure that there's a lot on the back end that we don't see. Oh, 100%. But from what we do see, like, I feel like Disney's thriving, right? Yeah. So I don't yeah. get it. But anyway... Job cuts, hiring freezes. If you want to go work for Disney, not anytime soon. <laughs> I think it just sucks too that he does. He announces this, which I'm I'm not going to say he does this because I right, know it's bigger right, than right. just him. But uh, it sucks that this is announced right before the holidays. True, it makes me sad. Well, and it remains to be seen too where the job cuts are happening. Right, right. Like it's probably not in the parks. Hopefully not. And it's probably not customer service. Oh, I hopefully hope, not. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't those know. Those are the places we can't afford to lose mm-hmm. any more people. So we'll see. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. And that's the news. And that is the news. And we have a, new, a guest today. We do. We're super excited. So stay listen, tuned. Listen to our little ad <laughs> and then come back and listen to our guest. Super fun guest. Our podcast is brought to you by Mouse World Travel. Imagine going on the most stress-free, well-planned Disney vacation of your life. Now imagine you didn't pay anything extra for that personalized service. That's what you'll get when you use an authorized travel planner from Mouse World Travel to book your next Disney vacation. From resorts to cruises and everything in between, they are here to help you get the most out of your next family trip. Just go to mouseworldtravel.com Fill out a short request form and make sure you mention our code rope drop so they know that we sent you. All right. Today we are joined by Alex from the backside of water. We're super, super excited to have you here with us today, Alex. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this is really fun. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you guys for having me on. I'm a big fan of the show. Thank you. And your podcast is super fun, too. I was telling you before we started recording that my kids really love it. My son is a huge fan of the Beatles episode, which I just listened to on the drive here tonight. And you have a really fun podcast. I like it. And I like that it's a good one for kids to listen to Mm -hmm. and adults as well. Lots of Disney history. Yeah, well, absolutely. Our our goal is is to be a podcast that families can listen to together. Because, I mean, who wants to get edgy in the Disney world? I mean, for Pete's sake, we're talking about a giant mouse here. How can you get edgy about that kind of stuff? And so we we have a show that is is made for nine months old to 99 years old. And I like hopefully it. everybody can get something out of it. I like very it. cool. And it's a fun it's a fun show. Mm-hmm. So tell everybody well, where they can much. tell everybody where they can find you. Yes. So you can find our show on basically any podcast uh, platform available out there. The big ones we like to throw out are both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. And we also have a couple of uh, other shows that we run under our network, the BSOW network. We have one called Did You Know Disney, which uh, so the backside of water is is focused primarily on the history of of Disneyland attractions. We go attraction by attraction, starting in Adventureland, and we've gone through the Grand Circle Tour so far. And over the last seven years, we've only made it to basically Space Mountain at this point. And so we still have uh, the rest of Tomorrowland and Galaxy's Edge to get to. But our other podcast, Did You Know Disney, focuses more on the broad uh, topics of Disney, whether it's Imagineering or films or experiences, whatever it may be. And then we also just launched at the beginning of 2022, we launched a show called The Smuggler's Dispatch Podcast, which is our take on a Star Wars podcast. I run that with my buddy Michael Howarth. And we have an absolute blast over there. So if you listen to the backside of water and you like what you hear and you're a Star Wars fan, jump over to the Smuggler's Dispatch because we we transmit every single or every other week from our ship, the Raven 5, that is flown by a a repurposed battle droid from the Clone Wars era by the name of CB-7. So 
we get we get pretty darn deep into the nerd world over None there. None of that made any sense to me. It did to me. My our family are huge Star Wars nerds, so we will definitely be tuning into that. That's amazing. Awesome. All I awesome. Heard, all I heard just now is that you are the busiest man in podcasting. That is what I heard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Joey from the Disney Universe podcast, that dude puts us to shame. Because he basically podcasts while he sleeps and eats. It's unbelievable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's crazy. We do one episode a week, one show. Mm-hmm. We added our kids this summer. We did an extra episode each week through the summer. Put them to work. Oh, well, it put us to work. It wasn't a lot of work for them. It was a lot of work for us. <laughs> right. And I was done at the end of summer. I can't right. even imagine producing oh. three shows. Oh. It's tiring. It's tiring. And that's why the backside of water, like we were talking about before we started recording, that's why we release one roughly every two months. And then our co-host, Annie, she just had a baby. So that kind of, yes, yes. A very happy, healthy little boy. And uh, she's, she's happy and healthy as well. So we're taking a little bit of a, a hiatus right now just to have her kind of have time with the baby and, uh, especially around the holidays. Right. Yeah, that's understandable for sure. That's us. We're taking next week off for Thanksgiving. We are planning on taking, I think we're planning on taking Christmas off. But yeah, especially this time of year when you're so busy, I can't imagine having three shows. Forget it. Forget about it. But good for you. And thank you for putting awesome content out. And thanks for taking the time to come visit with us when you have such a busy play already. Like I said, it's an honor to be on here. I love what you guys are doing here. Thank you very much. All right. Well, I tasked you with sharing. What did we what did we settle on? Did we settle on trivia? Did we settle on? I feel like, yeah, I think that somewhere right in between. I think that I think that if we do a couple of uh, of each and I'll I'll try to keep it brief because I'm long winded. I mean, that's the beauty of the podcast (laughs) is I can talk for 19 hours straight if I want to. And we would sit Um, and listen for that long. (laughs) (laughs) I will say don't don't push that because I we used to do a Patreon and there were a couple of episodes where I couldn't get any hosts. And so I just did it all myself and talked for 90 minutes by myself. Wow. And uh, I I don't think anybody died from it that I know of. Either that or they died and they didn't tell me about it. (laughs) They they couldn't. They were dead. But you might have needed an ibuprofen at the end. (laughs) Yeah, maybe a a few of those. That's awesome. One thing that I was thinking might be kind of fun is for us to maybe explore a couple of history pieces and trivia pieces around the park that aren't so deep Disney nerd that when your listeners visit with their friends, they can share these these tidbits and these trivias and their friends are going to be like oh that's cool not like oh you're a Disney adult <laughs> yes that okay. sounds awesome which is such a dumb term give me a break right Disney I'm, adult I'm proud to be a Disney adult it's how a, about you it's a badge I wear with honor <laughs> I don't know why anybody would be ashamed to be a Disney adult yeah I love magic, creativity, mm-hmm. and wonder in this world. And a giant if mouse. A, if that's a problem, exactly. I'm totally fine with it. Yes. I'm totally it's amazing. fine with that. I didn't even realize that that was a term until like three months ago uh. when I heard it. And I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> nope. We need t-shirts that say Disney adult and yes. proud of it. Right. We'll, we'll put a positive oh, spin on it. absolutely. <laughs> Well, and that's, but I, I think that's, truthfully, I think that's one of the things is a lot of us Disney nerds, we go so very deep that we make it inaccessible for those around us. And when we alienate like that, that's where it's it's hard for somebody to come and want to join in on our excitement. And that's why I love the idea of maybe giving some tidbits here and there that are, are surface level enough to be accessible by a non-traditional Disney fan but also get them enough that they get excited mm-hmm. and it kind of like wets their beak a little bit, mm-hmm. so to speak. Well, and, and makes you and, feel really makes, smart. Yeah, their people are going to look yeah. at them and be like, oh my gosh, how did you know that? That's so cool. Exactly. I and like you can it. be like, I'm just, I, I, I got the inside track. Right. <laughs> I'm a rope dropper. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> so I... Uh, you guys tell me, what land do you want to start in? Because I think that we should do this by land, maybe. Well, we tell people all the time not to start in, in Fantasyland. Fantasy land. So let's not start in Fantasyland. Yes. Let's start in Adventureland. Yes. Let's start in Adventureland. We love Adventureland. Okay. Which, all right, which there's a real couple quick, of things. we talked about this before yeah. we pushed mm-hmm. record. You are a former Jungle Cruise skipper. I Yes, indeed. I was a fearless Jungle Cruise skipper. What's your favorite Jungle Cruise And it Cruise was the joke? greatest job. Um, shoot. 
that I've never been asked that. You actually, have. what my favorite. Think you know, about the it while one you're that talking. I always. You, I always loved was when you're you're coming into the African belt where you see all the animals up on the shore there. I would always I love the mother-in-law joke back in the uh, the elephants. Yes. But the one that I loved is that whole scene when you come around and you're like, now we're heading into the African belt. The African belt is actually the oldest part of the jungle. You can tell that it's old because the zebras up there are still in black and white. <laughs> oh, and speaking of zebras, take a look at that sleeping zebra in there being protected by that sweet pride of lions. He looks dead, tired. So why don't we get out of here and let him rest in peace? I have never heard the black and white one, I don't think. I don't think I have either. That's really great. That's a good one. Oh, well. Yeah, I never, I never went, I never went blue with my comedy. There's a lot of people who are like, let's get edgy, and I was like, let's, let's keep it cheesy, I because like it. cheesy. And if if people can make fun of me for being so bad by the end of the cruise, then mission accomplished. Yes. Okay. Thank you for that. Sorry. Oh, absolutely. So I would say, well, there's a couple of things, um, and I don't know if maybe you guys have talked about this before, but one thing that I think is really cool is the Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room is the birth of audio animatronics. Mm -hmm. And the thing that's very cool about this, and again, maybe you guys have talked about this and covered it before, is it actually all started on a a trip to New Orleans for Walt and Lillian Disney. And Walt Disney was walking around all these little junk shops, and he found one that had this little bird in a cage. And it would do this little mechanical-like movement. And he was fascinated by the way that this worked. It seems like magic to him. And so he said, he took it back to his Imagineers and he said, hey, I want you to take this thing apart. He bought two of them, one for himself and one for the Imagineers to take apart. And he said, I want you to look at this and see how it works because we're going to use this in the park. So they took it apart and saw exactly how it worked. And he said, okay, we're going to put together a dinner show where people are going to have these birds singing to them while they eat their dinner. It was with that idea that the birth of audio animatronics exists today. And the thing that's amazing is we see this 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 technology being used through, throughout the parks in absolutely phenomenal ways. Mm-hmm. And even outside of Disney sphere now, with whether it's universal or beyond, everybody is using the, the technology of audio animatronics when it was all started by a bird. I love that. <laughs> Wasn't it is it true that he wanted it to be a live thing to begin with, like a dinner? An actual bird show, but then he was told that the birds would poop in people's foods, and so he didn't do that. Is that true? So it wasn't – yeah, so the birds weren't supposed to be real. The birds were supposed to all be audio animatronics, and the 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 main reason – that's like the, that's like the jokey answer okay, that, that huh. he would give people is he'd be like because – the birds are standing overhead. And I think that it was Ward Kimball who was the Imagineer who was pushing that that joke a lot. <laughs> but realistically, the reason why they did not decide to go with the show was for turnaround. If if they the show was going to be about 27 minutes long and they wanted to get people through there faster than a 60-minute dinner, mm. one of the things that's amazing about it is whenever you see a Walt Disney's in front of it, that means that Walt Disney actually funded that attraction out of his own pocket. Oh, wow. So the majority of – yeah, yeah. The majority of Disney attractions were all created by sponsors, and you'll see these all over the place. One of my favorite ones is this – absolutely seemingly non sequitur piece in Indiana Jones as you're leaving there's a box above the exit that says something like fortune comes to those who something and it used to be a reference to Kodak which was Kodak was one of the original sponsors of that ride and when Kodak pulled the plug on their sponsoring of it it disappeared and nobody even knows the reference but it's still there so next time you're leaving Indiana Jones you can check it out up That's top funny. unless they've taken it out in like the last 18 months. Okay. Very cool. But pay attention. the reason why it's Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room is because he funded it himself wow. out of his own pocket because it was considered too risky of an idea. And he wanted to prove to people that it was viable. So he had to make it more of a people eater, being able to get people through it as mm-hmm. quickly as possible. So that's why they they cut the dinner show and decided just to have it uh, as a visual song and dance number. And now we just eat Dole Whips while we're watching the show instead of a full dinner. Yes. So it turned oh, yes. into a meal and a show anyway. And the yes. s- sponsored by Dole, speaking of being sponsored, didn't they put up a Dole sign in the tropical hideaway that must be a throwback 
I believe so. Well, so yes, I mean, there and there's a lot of throw. There's a lot of great references, especially to the Society of Explorers and Adventurers inside of the Tropical Hideaway. And cool. you see Rosita. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose makes a joke in there, and so you finally get to see Rosita over in the Tropical Hideaway. Right. So those the, I, those are some of my favorites. I love the Tiki Room. I do Back too. when I was working there. There are a lot of people who are like, I mean, at that point, the Tiki Room and Jungle Cruise were on the verge of closure because they were so unpopular that people were like, yeah, we're going to basically just see these turn into a couple of Indiana Jones experiences instead. So I'm glad to see that there has been this resurgence in the love of the Tiki Room and Jungle because people don't realize it. But around the early 2010s, we almost lost both of them forever. And I'm so glad we did it. Yeah, thank I think goodness. there's been a resurgence of nostalgia in the last few years, I think. Yes. And, and not yes. just around Disney either. It's like a, in general. Yes. Yeah. But especially in Disney, which yeah. makes me very happy because I love both of those. OK, let's move into New Orleans Square. New Orleans Square. Oh, sorry. Can I can I say two little quick pieces of, of Adventureland? Okay, <laughs> moving on. This is our New job. Orleans Square. <laughs> Back to Adventureland, please. There, there are a couple of things, just two more things that I wanted to point out. I'm assuming, have you guys talked about Patrick Bogora, the little man of Disneyland? Yes, we have. Okay. Have you guys talked about the Dominguez Palm? Yes. 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 Okay. All right. So now that you've covered that for your listeners, those are the two big ones that I always like to point out to people because they're just so fun. They, they are. are fun, both of them. And we check them out every single time mm-hmm. we're there. We take time to look at the Dominguez Palm and say hello to Patrick Bagora. And I love Patrick Bagora's holiday. Have you guys read the holiday. little golden book? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. I love his yeah. holiday decorations at Christmas time. The little man of Disneyland. I agree. I, so it's, cute. It's such, a, such an awesome little little. It makes no sense why Patrick right. Bagor is in there. Right by Indiana Jones. But, that's but why not? It. Yeah. <laughs> is it makes zero sense. Yes. Zero sense whatsoever. So in New Orleans Square, I'm trying to think one of the one of the uh, easy ones that you can point out when you're walking through the park to your friends is when you look up to the right of Pirates of the Caribbean, you'll see Walt Disney's and Roy E. Disney's uh excuse me, Roy O. Disney's initials up at the top there, for the which is suite. always a fun. It, the, yeah, the Dream Suite used to be there, which is uh, RIP to the Dream mm-hmm. Suite. And now it's 21 Royal. Is that right? Is that where the 21 Royal it, it, restaurant, whatever you want to call it, is? It, it's it, that, it was rumored to be there right now, from my understanding, after it closed as, the, as part of the extension of the Disney Gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's really no activity going on up oh, there, really? which is interesting. Do you do you know what that started as? No. Wasn't it supposed to be Walt's apartment? Well, it actually – so Walt toyed with the idea over there, but it actually started out as an insurance building. Wow. <laughs> what? That's nice yeah, and there boring. Were people, exactly, exactly. Back when there were lessees in the park, so there were people who were helping fund Disneyland that basically were outside companies that would come in and and set up shop inside of Disneyland. So originally, and one of them was it was Pirates of the Caribbean, sponsored by State Farm. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly, exactly. Um, it was actually Liberty Mutual. Oh. <laughs> well, oh, so no, that just... would make sense down in Walt Disney World, Liberty Square. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so we should, we might have seen an emu on the on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at some right. point, right? Instead of yo ho, yo Exactly, just looking around. Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So one of the cool things that um, I would recommend in New Orleans Square is if you take a, a, a moment to eat inside of the Blue Bayou restaurant, there's a tree in there that is actually based off of a tree in New Orleans called the Dueling Tree. Hmm. And the Dueling Tree is literally what it what it sounds like back in the day is when people had, had a, a, a beef to squash, they would go to the Dueling Tree and quite literally fight to the death. Wow. And they decided to add tribute to that inside of the uh, Blue Bayou restaurant, which the Blue Bayou is just, I think, the best restaurant in all of Disney, in my opinion. I agree. You can't have an experience like that anywhere else. Oh, without question. And, I mean, there's so much trivia. Oh, oh, also one of the big ones, and you may have talked about this, is the – have you guys listened to or when you're standing at the train station – over in New New Orleans Square there, you hear the tapping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, the Morse I, will, code. I will say, yes, the Morse code 
was originally a dirty message <laughs> that one of the Imagineers had put together. <laughs> and Walt Disney actually, Walt Disney actually knew Morse code. And when oh. he walked by, he was like, what is that? That is unacceptable. I love that. And yeah, yeah. There, it has never been disclosed what the original message was. And I was so really, we'll, I'm very curious. We'll have to use our imaginations. Scooting, <laughs> yes. scooting back really quickly to Blue Bayou. Did you know, we could have mentioned this in news, they released a new menu oh, just yeah. this week that has prime rib on the menu. Right. Oh, well, heaven's sakes. As if it couldn't have gotten better now, you can have prime rib inside Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. But can they deep fry it and serve it with raspberry preserves is the question. <laughs> I right. Heard, I heard the Monte Cristo was removed from the menu. That doesn't, I don't know if that means. Get out of town. I know. I wonder there, if it's on the there. secret menu, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But it's not on the menu anymore at Blue Bayou. But it wasn't before <sighs> COVID. There was some a time that it wasn't on the menu, but you could ask for it and mm-hmm. you could still receive it. So. Because they do have it at Cafe Orleans still. And don't they share a kitchen? They do. So I'm not saying it's not Which, there. Your mileage have, may vary. Let me say... <laughs> Yeah, that that back that backstage area between those restaurants is absolutely phenomenal. Really? Oh, cool! It, That'd be the, fun to see. It's the only time that you actually feel like you're underground in backstage Disney mm. because there's a lot of people who are like, "Oh, there's all of tunnels and all that." There aren't any tunnels. Nope, mm-hmm. no there's tunnels. one tunnel. There's actually one single tunnel, and it goes from where you get picked up, or, or I should say, where where they the drop off area if casting, and then you walk under the TDA building right there, and that's it. That's the only tunnel. Huh. And and it's filled with cool pictures, but it feels like an administrative building. But that's an aside. Um, <laughs> there was another one. Oh, this is real deep nerd. This is real deep nerd. Okay. So so don't share this one with your friends. But this is just for <laughs> for it, it, especially if you want to show like your pure Disney elitism. The the <laughs> message that's tapped out in Mar- Morse code is not word for word the original opening lines. The original lines were to all who come to this happy place, welcome. Whereas on the the tap that you get inside Morse code, it's to all who come to Disneyland, welcome. Huh. Oh, so it's a little different. And you can throw that in your in your super Disney nerd friends and be like, well, actually, I know one better. That's amazing. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yes. Okay, let's scurry to Critter Country. Got anything there? Uh, with Critter Country, there's there's not. I mean, you can do. I'm sure you guys have talked about the Winnie the Pooh with the three heads mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, that that reference the Country Bear country Jamboree. Bear. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to think. There's not a lot. <laughs> Critter Country. Critter Country was the land that everyone forgot. Yeah. Right. Um, and with this whole change of Tiana's Bayou Adventure, I just feel like New Orleans Square is going to absorb half of it, and all that's going to be left is a couple of bumblebees buzzing around some hives, and <laughs> that's it. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of fine with that. Are you? I feel like it's time. I feel like it's time for something. I mean, it's it's a dead end back there. Pooh mm-hmm. is great for little ones. Who's a great attraction, but there's there's just not a lot going on. I mean, outside of the the little whatever the Tigger's hidey hole back there mm-hmm. that has the great treats, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, it I is. think that's actually the tech. I think that's the term, right? Tigger's hidey hole. <laughs> um, let's go back into Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge. I mean, have you guys heard about the Chewbacca run on on Smuggler's Run? Yes, we've tried it a couple of times. We've never been able to do it on our own. We did have a cast member set it up for us one time because you can ask. Because as long as you have six people. Technically, a cast member really is, yeah, cast member is really one of the only ones who can help you with right, it. Right, right. You can't necessarily trigger it on your own. Right. And... It's it's fun. It's weird. It is. And if you do it right, though, you get an extra scene, which I don't know. Do you yeah. guys do it right? So you get the extra scene? Well, I don't know. I don't remember. I remember the cast member helping us do it. This is me out of the conversation. The, right. Because I, <laughs> I get motion sick. So I sit out. Ah, but okay. yes, we did get an extra scene. and But we weren't sure at the time if that was because we had performed better than before. Because <laughs> I've heard uh, that if you get okay. more points... Don't you get a different scene? I don't know. I could be totally wrong. There's there's an asteroid an asteroid battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did get at that. The end. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. It was well awesome. Done. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> One of the other things I, I like to point out to people who are non-Disney huge fans that can introduce them into a Hidden Mickey's light is the Blaster Bolt Hidden Mickey on the side of Docking Bay 7. Oh, cool. Have you guys, have I you haven't guys seen, seen it? it? I haven't noticed that. So when so. you're walking up the, yeah, when you're walking up the handicap accessible ramp from Smuggler's Run up to Docking Bay Seven, 
look on your right side there and you'll see a, a hidden Mickey that's out of, it's basically like stormtroopers or first order troopers, excuse me, have shot blasters at it and uh-huh. it's in the shape of a hidden Mickey. Oh, very, very cool. Very we'll fun. have to check that out next time for sure. For sure. Okay. So fantasy land, yes. fantasy land. I want to, let's, let's see here. I think. Well, there's a couple of things. One, the carousel. I mean, the carousel is a fun thing for for non-Disney fans to know that that's what started it all. Mm-hmm. Is it started out with with Walt Disney's kids going on a carousel and him being like, "Hey, what gives? I have to sit here and watch." Mm-hmm. But the one, so so that's that's the first one that I would tell a lot of non-Disney fans. But there's two that I want to share with true, or I should say, with deep deep Disney there we fans. Go. The Golden Spike. Everybody's been told that that is the middle point of Disneyland and there is nothing further than the truth. And it has <laughs> never been designed as the middle point of Disneyland. Got it. And so I, I don't know if you guys have talked about that at length, but I don't think we, we haven't. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. So so the Golden Spike, as you're walking through uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle, you'll see it on the ground and you see so many people walk over and be like, look right here. This is the geographical center of Disneyland. And, and we can, we can walk by and blow raspberries false. at them as they say that. Yep. Like, you don't know anything. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's really just a surveying marker. That's the only reason why it was there. Huh. And the, the, the geographical center of the park before Toontown was actually towards like more between the castle and the hub where you have the partner's statue mm-hmm. in the middle. That was more the geographical center. So that spike... It's always been rumored that that's the center point. But Does the no. spike line up with the center of Main Street? Probably. Uh, that I believe too. for, yeah, I've heard for, again, it's all for the surveying. Since mm-hmm. it's, a survey, it's a surveying spike, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, another one to throw out there is, and I, I, I went down a really weird, obsessive rabbit hole with this when I was doing research. But a lot of people claim that the crest that you see on the castle is the Walt Disney family crest, which is incorrect. Incorrect. So Walt Disney, Walt Disney actually took that. If you look at it, it's the Royal Crest of England. Hmm. And so basically it's the Royal family's English crest, the three lions that you see on there. And when you actually look into the history of the Disney family name, it actually goes, it's, it's a French name mm. and it is Le Designé or some sort of way that mm-hmm. you pronounce it. I, I don't speak French, <laughs> but um, Walt Disney me. was that told. That sounded very French. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Guys, I, I eat escargot with the best of them. <laughs> <laughs> but Walt Disney was told that that crest was his family crest. And so he just took it at face value. And put it right up in there. He was but swindled. It is, he was bamboozled. He yep. was. He was hoodwinked. He's yes. not perfect. Which okay. is, I know. I know. <laughs> but I think it's a great story because Walt Disney, he did just take things at face value. He was like, okay, whatever you say, bub. And he puts it up there and had pride with it. And I look at it and say, okay, since the Disney family didn't have a crest, you can kind of just yeah, take why, that Yeah, why one can't in. it be theirs? I think it should be. Exactly. Adopt it at that <laughs> point. Um, let's see here. Toontown. Here's what I would recommend. Truthfully, if you guys, oh, shoot, it's all completely redone. I don't think that they're <laughs> oh, going to keep yeah. Mickey's house the way that they did. I bet you're right. Um, there is there's some pretty phenomenal things that they did with with Mickey's house mm-hmm. in Toontown. And you actually see a progression of of Mickey Mouse's different eras as you go through the house. Yeah, I think I've Starting heard that with before. Steamboat Willie mm-hmm. and going all the way through to the very end. And uh, the, the thing that's amazing about that, it was it was completely by accident. Hmm. Oh, so, that's kind of fun. Yes. So we actually had uh, the vice president of Imagineering, Joe Lanzicero, on our show, Did You Know Disney? And he was the person who oversaw the entire building of uh, Toontown. And he was personally overseeing Mickey's uh, house. And so I asked him, I was like, this is something that I'm seeing. Is this legit? And he was like, no, that's nothing that we ever like specifically said, but it works out really well. That's so, really cool. so wow. good eye seeing that. But yeah, that's it was a, a, a magically happy accident with that. That is really cool. I like that. And did you know that that's the only place where you actually see Walt Disney's name on a Disney window is back in Toontown? Oh, no. no. That's so interesting. Yep. 
on a Disney window like what you'd see on Main Street? Exactly. Yep. Mm -hmm. Michael Eisner had it put up back there. And you'll see, I think it says something like ink and paint Walt Disney. Very cool. Oh, where is it? So, um, well, it used to be, I believe it was right above the five and dime. Mm-hmm back there it was it's tucked away really really well Hmm. and i don't know with the update the refresh that we're getting in 23 if it's still going to be there i hope it's still totally going to be there maybe incorporated differently but it's got to totally be there right yeah we'll have to check in with each other after january 23rd and see yeah we'll have to pay close attention and so let's jump into tomorrowland tomorrowland oh mercy um (laughs) I'm trying to to think of the. There's so much that's changed in Tomorrowland, and as far as nerdy stuff goes, oh shoot! You know what? I feel like I think that we need to talk about the Zerg chest. Okay. You guys okay. talk about the Zerg yes. chest. No, we yeah. have not. But let's, because that's rumor has it that's how you score big. Yes. Oh yes, yes, and it ain't just rumor; it's fact. Is it? So yeah. So with this, um, when you're on, when you're on. The uh, Buzz Lightyear Astro Blasters with all of your friends, listeners, what you want to do is make sure in the first room where you see Zerg as he's turning around on his on his pivot, you want to shoot. There's a tiny little pinhole. It's about the size of a pencil eraser on his chest. And if you hit it just right, it it gives you either between 50 or 70,000 points right off the bat. Whoa. And that's how that's how you rack up a bunch of points and so is th- by hitting that little point. Yeah, so this is the thing that you do not tell your friends though. <laughs> you just do it. Well, exactly. You, you keep them. it yourself. Right, right, right. Keep it your, to yourself and be like, <laughs> I just got 600,000 points. What'd you get? Oh, 42,000? Uh, yeah. Okay, so how does last it feel time being level 2? When we went in August, do you know how many points I scored on Buzz Lightyear? Yeah. 18,000. <laughs> She, I think you hit two I stand Z's. In the- <laughs> I stand by the fact that my little shooter was busted uh-huh. because seriously, eighteen like eighteen thousand nine hundred. I'm counting the nine hundred. Oh boy, it was so bad. It's it's like golf. You know what? The lower the score, the more fun <laughs> you, you had go. looking at the attraction. You're making her feel better. Mm-hmm. And my pic- <laughs> but you want to know what? At eighteen thousand, my picture still looked like this. <laughs> Like I still looked really intense, so <laughs> she You're still worked hard. Your yes, <laughs> I can totally appreciate that. I can totally appreciate so that. That's... So those are the things that I would say right off the bat. That's what I. That's what I recommend. And then with, I, I guess Main Street. Do we want to do Main Street real oh, quick? Absolutely. I bet, yeah, I bet there's a million of them on Main Street. But give us your favorites. There is a million on Main Street. One thing that I think is really cool, though, again, especially for those non-deep Disney nerds, is look at the progression of the lights as you're walking in. And when you look at the lights, they will actually progress from older or from newer to older. Oh. And it, it just goes to show the uh, the way that, that Main Street progresses in that way. Another thing that I think is, I mean, obviously you've got the, the candle up in Walt Disney's room there in his apartment one thing that i think is really fun to to understand is when you look at walt's apartment right behind it is where the hippos are in the jungle yeah 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 and if you if you pay close attention you can hear the gunfire every single time do you know why we shoot the guns back there to let the next boat know that you're there right it's to let the whole jungle cruise know that we're still surviving, <laughs> that, that we actually, that we are still rolling. Because if you don't hear the gunshots back there, then you start to think something's up. And especially when you hear three shots, that means that somebody's derailed and gone right into the side of the, the riverbank. Wow. Does that happen? All the time. Yes. What? For real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's derail points. No there's way. a number of them, especially in the hippo pool. Yeah, and so what happens is when you go what they call the S curve, yeah. which is right past the uh, where the uh, lost safari is, the guy's getting poked by the rhino. Um, right there, there's this way that the water kicks up and it actually will pull the, the the backside of your boat upwards. And if you if you don't ride or if you don't gun it through there, you'll actually hit that point and that wave will take you and just take your your basically your clasp right off the rail Stop and it. sink you right off into the hippos. Yeah. Oh, see, that's and so, some fun info. And how do you get the boat back on the rails? Uh, you close down the ride for about a day and a half oh while they put gosh. it back on there by scuba divers. 
That's crazy. Am I totally ruining the magic no. for some people with this? There's no track. There's no track. It's track. Right, right. No, no, no. But if there the was, <laughs> apparently you can derail back there. That's amazing. Yes. yes. Same so place cool. over in the the Nile right there. Okay. When you're turning down into the Nile, and it's a major derail huh. zone as that well. Thankfully, I never derailed. Oh, good for you. That oh, would yeah. be scary. Oh, yeah. Because you'd never, you'd yeah, never it, live it down if you did, no. I'm sure. Um, people were actually forgiving about that. They were not forgiving about other things. Like if you weren't <laughs> funny, they were very unforgiving about of that. Course. But if you did something like that, they were like, eh, I guess it happens to everybody. I mean, but, at least uh, at Disneyland, yeah. we have not sunk in a boat lately at the Jungle Cruise, right? Right. Like Disney World has. Right. That's fact, <laughs> though. I, I do I do love the additions. I think I'm one of oh, the yeah. few who actually really love the story elements that they've put in the ride now. I think that it actually finally gives the Jungle Cruise a narrative story oh, instead of just being a thematic place. I liked the changes for sure. Yeah, I did too. I agree. I agree. So those are the those are the big things that I would point out for sure. I love um, them all. And there's there's just so many. I know we could talk. We seriously amazing. could talk to you for like four more hours, but we are out of time. But we'll have you back. Exactly. Let's yeah. do it again. Let's do a part two. Yeah. Yeah. Kay. Yes. Absolutely. And um, yeah, absolutely. And then and we know where to find your podcast. Where can we find you on social media? You can search just the Backside of Water podcast on both Instagram and Facebook. we got a fun little community at both of those spots, and we'd love to have you join us. Perfect. Awesome. And it is a fun little community. And thank you again so much, Alex, for joining us today. I know you have some travel in your near future, so travel safely. And thank you. And thank you for having me on, guys. This was great. I so do. Fun. I want us to talk for like four hours in the we future because y- y'all are sure. awesome. Thank you so much. We really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't already, please click subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. And make sure you're following us on Instagram at ropedrop.parkop and Facebook at the same. And what else? And we're taking next week off. Don't yes. forget, we're going to, Katie's going to a beach somewhere. In I Mexico. am. I will give you some updates from my beach. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm just going to be in Idaho still. <laughs> but she'll be watching Frankie, so she'll have a fun week too. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Almost as fun as yours. Um, but anyway, we're taking it off. Happy yes. Thanksgiving, and we will see you guys in two weeks. Bye.